welcome to Streetlights. My name is Giovanna. G is a primary teacher serving in the southwestern Sydney suburbs, and she is the co-host of Streetlights. And that's Johnny. He's an apprentice carpenter working across the central coast to Newcastle, and he's my co-host. And together, we're going to represent the good news. Welcome to Streetlights. Powered by the cities. So Johnny, how how are you this week? I'm good. I'm good. G, how are you? I'm I'm great. Um, a bit tired from work, but I'm good. Um, but I have a question to ask you this week. What's this week? What was happening this week? It was oh. someone language week. Oh, someone so, to love a lover. <laughs> I would like you to um, give us a word that you learnt new this week and explain the meaning if you can. Uh, I think the word, um, other than, I'm not going to say any bad words on air, but the <laughs> word that I, I learned is farmalosi. And it means, uh, I'm pretty sure it means stay strong. Oh. So yeah. farmalosi, streetlights, awesome. fam. Cool. Thanks, John. So, gee, where, where are we going today? Who do we have on the podcast with us? Well, this week we have Joshua Carney again and Azora again which is pretty cool to have them both on at the same time. Oh, both on. It's going to be different, but exciting. Double trouble. Double trouble. No, it'll be fun. So um, I know that they're going to be taking us on another journey of who Jesus is, another name that he has for himself. And I think the claim that Jesus is going to, they're going to be sharing about today is Jesus saying that he is the way, the truth and the life. And I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Bit nervous too. I'm not sure. Like if we're like, what is there going to be a power struggle between our pastors? Who knows? Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. We'll see that today. <laughs> we'll see. Awesome. Well, let's get into it, shall we? Let's go. Hello, boys. What's up, what's up? Hello. Azora and Josh, how are you today? How are you, how are you going? Good. Talofalava, talofalava. <laughs> talofalava, yeah, man. As a resident. What does that mean? A resident Samoan pastor. Talofalava yeah. means hello. Hello. Oh, <laughs> Any hello. other words for us? Um, Fa'amalosi, that's a good one. Does that mean stay, stay strong? Fa'amalosi. Yeah. Oh, Fa'amalosi, yeah. Sorry. Stay strong. Sorry, my accent. Well, I'm excited to see where... You both take us today hmm. and I think all our listeners, they're excited. I think it's been a great journey that we've been on looking at who Jesus is. And I think it's it's good because a lot, a lot of people don't really know who Jesus is. And he's such a big part of um, Christianity and part of the world in general, the culture. Hmm. Um, what you guys are taking us, it's, it's awesome. So talk to us a bit about where we're going today. Yeah, for us. no worries. So where we're going today is the, the sixth... I am statement that Jesus says about himself in the book of John. We've been going on a journey. He's been saying some crazy, crazy things throughout the book of John about himself. And today is no different. The statement that Jesus makes about himself today is that he, he claims to be the way, the truth and the life. And Azura and myself, we, we will do our best to unpack what that actually means today. Mm. But what we want the, the listeners to know right from the get go is, you know, Jesus says this, and kind of what he's claiming through this is that Christianity isn't about knowing facts. Ooh. 
it's actually about being in relationship with Jesus and, and letting that reality change who you are. Uh, Jesus is a way to knowing and experiencing God truly. He's the most authentic revealer of who God is. And he actually wants to give you a life more authentic and more real and more abundant than anything you've ever experienced before. So that's where we're going today. And we actually want to start by asking you guys a question. That's so good. It is pretty good. We want to start by asking you guys a question. And that is, um, have you guys ever had an experience where you've heard what someone was like? Mm -hmm. And it may not have been good, may not have been bad, but when you actually (laughs) got to know the person, your whole perspective on them changed. G's laughing. G's has a big smile on her face. You go, you go first. <laughs> me, okay. Um, I'm laughing because my person is sitting right across me, actually. It is Azora. <laughs> I first heard about him um, before I went to Avondale College. My sister was um, just giving us the rundown of the boys that were going to be there. The rundown, hey. Oh, <laughs> the potentials. Anyway. Uh, she's like, yeah, so this guy, his name's Azora. He's so funny. He's so nice. He's so out there. This was some of the stuff I was hearing about him. Um, so, yeah. All we, true. We get to college. <laughs> for, well, we'll see. We'll get to college. First um, first week of school is something that we that is called O-Week. And on the Wednesday, there's a pool night. And so I saw him and I was like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. I mean, a talk to us about that guy. I went and I introduced myself. I said my name and he just turned to me. He gave me the the worst evil death there ever and just said hi. And that was it. And then he turned away and just went back to whatever he was doing over there. So yeah, he was not those things that my sister had told me. So wow. that's well, my I guess story. You're still hooked anyway, G. Because <laughs> you got to know me. <laughs> before, before he just knew about me I guess he was trying to do the treat him and keep him king Yeah, thing. it sounds like it He's like, oh, I'm just going to swim away and see if she follows <laughs> But you didn't tell him how you said it You said, hi, my name's G uh, Oh, hi, yeah, Azora I said my I introduced G. myself And that's how you introduce <laughs> yourself yeah, You never, I never introduced myself to you You already knew my name That's oh. why I was a bit Yeah, no, nah, there's Oh yeah, you're a bit weird. <laughs> we're no, justify look, you can't <laughs> cover <laughs> up. You can't cover it up. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, that's my stuff. Do you have any similar yeah, experience? I think uh, one of my best mates. When I first met him here, when I saw him, he was um, he's walking into uh, walking to get some food, and I see him, and he has like like he looks kind of. I didn't know what nationality he was. He's a bit like he's half Fijian Indian, and half Australian. And when I saw him, he was just. It's like, who is this guy? And he had like the, you know what an RBF is? I don't want to say what no. the, what, what is it? It's a resting um, something face. Bad oh. face. Resting yeah. bad yeah. face. Resting bad face. Let's say that. It's the classic face that people have um, when they're just not thinking anything. They're just doing their thing, but they could look like, oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. look like they're, don't talk to them. They're mean. And so this guy had the worst RBF. And so I was like, who is this guy, man? He thinks he's a tough guy. And so I remember meeting him the first time. He was so friendly. Judgment. Yeah, I know. Judgment. I was like, who is this guy? But now he's my guy. <laughs> but yeah, that's my experience with it. What about you boys? Uh, I have a, I have a, um, a very bitter, well, not very bitter, but I was like bittersweet because I was nervous about meeting this individual. And this individual is actually my nana, which is G's grandma. But yeah, my, so my, my oh, nana, your nana now, now. yeah, My nana now. But I remember G telling me about meeting her because G's the baby of the family. Oh. She was like yeah, so she was protective, protective of G. And I was hearing all the stuff um, and I was so nervous. 
However, uh, over the years, I've got to know her, spent like so much time, like sitting down, talking to her, going out to events and things like that. And she's just so beautiful. Mm. And she's been a wonderful person. And so the contrast between the person who I thought I was going to meet and the person I know now, which is why I speak so highly of her, she's like a dear nana to me. Yeah, I think I think what you said is, is actually really, really cool and really, really important because like I think we've all shared stories where we, we've walked into, you know, a situation where we think we know something about someone, but when we actually get to know them, they're so much different to what people tell us about who they are. Um, and the same thing is with God. You know, so often we we have society, we have culture, we have uh, potentially churches, you know, sharing what God is like. And so often we can hear information about him, whether that be good or bad. But the claim of Christianity is that, hey, if you actually get to know Jesus, you actually get to know God, which is, I think, really important. Mm. What we want to get into now is the the I am statement that Jesus says is found in the, the Gospel of John, the book of John, verses 14, oh, sorry, chapter 14, verses uh, 1 to 9. The context of this verse oh, yeah. uh, is that Jesus had, is in uh, dialogue with his 12 disciples, 12 guys that are following him. And what what he had just told them is that he, he was going to leave them. And he was going to leave them in ways in which they didn't understand. And what he was talking about is how he was going to go and eventually be crucified and eventually um, go back to heaven. And, and his disciples were really sad and really discouraged. And what Jesus goes on to say, which Azura will read now, is his kind of encouragement to them. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's house. If this were not so, I would have told you that I am going to a place to prepare a place for you. When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am and you know the way to where I am going. No, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you're going. So how can we know the way? Jesus told them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus replied, Have I been with you all this time, Philip? and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Oof. Thank you, Azura. <laughs> that passage is really, really deep, and we could spend hours and hours. Mm. But I think, yeah, some, like, I think some key ideas that Jesus is trying to um, convey, convey throughout this passage is that Jesus... His whole goal is that he wants to, to bring people to be a part of God's family. That's why he's saying, I'm going to go prepare a place for you in my father's house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he says, you know, you know how this is going to take place. And Thomas is saying, you know, we don't know how it's going to take place. And Jesus is saying, I am that way. I am that truth. I am that life. And if you've seen me, then you've seen what God is like. I, I want to ask you guys a question now. When Jesus claims that when you see him, if you understand him, then you've seen and understand God. What do you think the significance of that is? I think it's it's big because it actually shows that, you know how people have this conception of who God is. They're like, oh, God is this, this big old man with a big old beard that wants to just mm. 
hate on certain people for their race, for their sexuality, for their gender, whatever. And he's he's just looking to kind of attack people and like bring down fire and and all all this. I you think know, that's the take co- control. Stuff. Yeah, it's like he's a very controlling type of god, and I think that's kind of what society thinks of who God is. And so when you say that Jesus, when you see Jesus, you see God. It's like, well, Jesus is actually a solid person. Like in mm-hmm. this day and age, if he if he was to be um, here in this time, like he would be such a big part of the community that people would always be like, oh, Jesus, he's solid. Yeah, I love him. So when you say that God is like Jesus, like, well, God, you're a real stand-up, stand-up dude. <laughs> 100%. He died for us. Yeah. <laughs> I I think of... Um, and I was talking to Josh about this before. You know that part in Lion King where Simba, he's like going for is his this revelation. The, is this the Beyonce Lion King or the actual old, old school? <laughs> the, the OG one. Oh, thank the Lord. The OG one. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that one either. Yeah, not, nothing wrong, but Beyonce was just too Beyonce. Um, if, I, if that makes sense. <laughs> I, I can hear it. Can I, oh, sorry, I'm just going off tangent. I believe um, Simba at that time, who's going for like, oh no, I need to save my people and all this stuff. <laughs> and he looks at the water and he's staring at it and then he starts to see Mufasa. Oh, in the sky? In, in, oh, is it in the sky or the water? It's like a reflection of the sky yeah, and the right. stars. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. and, he, and he, he, he's, yeah, he looks in the water and he can see the, the monkey guy, uh, Rafiki. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, when he sees, looks at the sky, it's kind of like, it alludes to him seeing himself in a way. Mm. Yeah. Well, when I think of Jesus, I think when we clearly see Jesus, we clearly understand who God is. I think John hit it on the head uh, when he said that, you know, when you like the, the world sees God as some angry guy with a white beard in the sky, has lightning bolts that's ready to throw lightning bolts down True. on people that, you know, uh, have a different sexuality than what the Bible promotes mm. and what... Uh, what race you are and and what your um you know just different different, different stereotypes and whatnot yeah. you know but when you look at the life that jesus lived it's so interesting when you read through the narratives about his life because the life that he lived was one of compassion one of social justice mm. one of kindness one of love he did right by people and it's so interesting that when you actually look at the stories about jesus both in the bible and in other accounts in history, yeah. there are people that flocked to the guy. You know, he he was famous. He was loved. People wanted to be around him. People wanted to know him. People came and traveled from all over the world just to understand and know and talk to him. And when we understand that that Jesus, this this compassionate, kind, loving man that was so loved by the community, says that when you see me, you see him God, you actually understand that God is a God that's trying to to know you, mm. that God is a God that's trying to be in relationship with you, that he wants to to heal the brokenness. He wants to fill the emptiness. He wants to calm the chaos and that he is actually for you and not against you. And so when you actually take into consideration that Jesus reveals what God is truly like, you actually, I think personally, you see that Jesus is the God that you've always actually wanted deep down within your soul. Oh, for and sure. I think that's awesome. For humanity too, hey. For all of humanity. Because it, it, it really brings that whole understanding. It's like, yeah, you see God. He's not just a person who's like, he's not just a, a being that's in the sky who's distant. Because Jesus was actually here, he's actually human. He becomes so much more believable, so much more relational. And I think that's so like, yeah, so true when you, Mm. What what people need to understand, yeah, and God and and the life that Jesus lived is 
is is Jesus showing that God wants to be in relationship with you. Mm. And in a relationship, not just, you know, as a how's it going relationship, it's it's a relationship where he actually wants to fill the brokenness that's within you with hope and light and abundance so that you can ultimately be the person that you wanted to be all along. And so I actually have another question that I want to ask you guys, and it's coming back to the whole I am statement. Mm -hmm. And so when Jesus says that he is the way, the truth and the life, what do you think that Jesus is actually trying to convey through that, that statement? I think for me, when I hear that he's the way, the truth and the life, I autumn for some reason I I go to nicknames and I think of nicknames of basketball players because in the NBA there's actual um, a player whose nickname was the truth. Um, Paul Pierce. Yeah, Paul Pierce. He th- he claims he's better than Kobe, but look, Kobe is. <laughs> okay, but I think of Jesus when he says he's the way, the truth, and the life. I'm like, whoa. He's saying like these three things. It's like he's kind of like an all rounder of sorts. Mm, like he's a, he's able to do more than just what one person could do. But I think it, he encompasses so much um, of like life. When you say the way, the truth, the life, that's like so holistic. Eh? Yeah, everything. Mm. I've, going on from yours, I feel like that's everything that that humans de- these days are looking for. Because when you think about us, I feel like everyone's always searching for something, searching. Mm whatever it may be, searching for love, searching for success in life or just searching for meaning for life. Mm. Mm. And I think that that's, that's such a good, a good thing for, for, for them to, to find with that Jesus is all three of these, mm. the way, the truth that's and the big. life. That's big, huge. Whoa. I was going to speak into that too. Like <laughs> She took the words out of your mouth. Yeah, man, okay. well, yeah oh, legit. You guys. Wow, gee. <laughs> but like, just how when Jesus says that, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I've read a few notes. It's like he's confirming his divinity. Like like he's the, the I am the son of man. I'm God. Yeah. And he's also confirming his authenticity as 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 God because he's saying there's no way to go to eternal life, which is salvation, except through him. Yeah. Like I'm the I'm the way, the truth, the life. And so when speaking about human need, as we keep t- touching on, it's like so many people looking for direction. Um, purpose, yeah. Purpose and meaning. Where am I going? Mm. What am I doing? Who am I? Mm. And then Jesus says, like, I'm the truth. And in the Gospels, it alludes to the truth setting you free. Mm. Um, and then where am I going? Like, ultimately, what happens after death? 100%. I agree. I, I think when I, when I broke down and I did my, my reflection and meditating on what Jesus is saying, uh, one one way of looking at what Jesus says is I'm the way to knowing God in that I am the truth and the life, meaning that when you understand who Jesus is, what he's trying to teach, it it's just this whole abundant, like Azora said, holistic um, approach to understanding who you are and who God is. Yep. And I think that's awesome. And I really think that, you know, Jesus saying this statement is Jesus saying that knowing and experiencing God is found through him mm-hmm. and that he is the most authentic revealer of who God is and that he wants to give you a life unlike anything you've ever, ever experienced before. And, you know, big questions like, who am I? What is the purpose of me being here? Why mm. is there pain and suffering? Why is there all this chaos in the world? Yeah. I think that Christianity indeed serves to answer these questions, but I think it does so in a particular way because the heart of Christianity and what the gospel is all about and ultimately why we're doing this podcast and why we are a church community isn't to promote facts and necessarily to give answers to the questions straight away. It's actually to promote 
a relationship with Jesus because having a relationship with Jesus is kind of like a domino effect in that when you when you have that relationship with Jesus, you find the answer to those questions because it gives you a whole new perspective on how to, to view life. And the illustration I have is, have you guys ever, like growing up, did you ever have any of those magic eye illusions that you looked 100%. at? 100%. You know? I hated oh, them. I could yeah, never, it, I, I thought, man, I just can't see these things. Yeah, right? That was, that was up there with the Guinness Book of Records books. Oh, <laughs> so uh, true. Like the first ones to look in, yeah. look for in the library. 100%. Mm. So for those that don't know what these magic eye illusions were is you had this, this piece of paper uh, or, or this picture on a piece of paper or, or a painting or whatnot. And when you look at it, like at first glance, it's just these squiggles or these random, yeah, these patterns, random patterns and whatnot, yeah. right? And the more that you look at it, it gets more confusing. Mm-hmm. But if you look at it in a certain way, you actually can see that there's a, there's a specific picture or a specific image within the picture. Mm-hmm. And some of the advice that you get is you don't have to look, you don't look at the photo, you look through the photo and you'll be <laughs> able to see all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't looked at any, just literally Google magic eye, Google images will come up with millions and you can have a look, right? And it's really fun to, to have a go at them. There's even like those photos that they have, and uh, clothing in the different colors and stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, on Facebook, oh, oh, those float around every year. Yeah, the blue or that gold dress. dress. Oh. Yeah. yeah, something like that. And so, what what the heart of Christianity is, and ultimately what Jesus is trying to convey through Jesus, Him saying, "I am the way, the truth, and the life," yeah. is kind of like when you view your life in a specific way, kind of like how you you view a magic eye illusion in a specific way. You mm-hmm. see it for what it truly is, and Jesus is saying, like, "I am that way." Like you, you view your life through how I want you to view your life and you will find the picture that you always wanted to see. Mm, you'll find the picture the within the chaos. You'll find the f- fulfillment um, Let's go. in everything. And it only, it, it can't start by you trying to find answers to the questions necessarily. It can only start once you, you reach that relationship and are willing to say, Jesus, I'm willing to give you a go. Yeah. I'm willing to, to go yeah. down the way in which you say. And so how, how does he do that? I think that's a big question to ask. Why does he make this audacious claim? And I think it, I think it comes back to the very beginning. In, in, and, that's, and that's at the start of, of the story of the Bible mm. in which God created human beings to live in his presence, right? And he made the world very good, he said. However, the story of the Bible is that even though human beings were meant to, to, to be in relationship with God and in, in close proximity to God, human beings said, you know what, let's try to do life by our own standards, by our own truth and, and, and through what we think is right. And so that's what the story of the Bible shows, that human beings tried to do that. And yeah. though it sounded good from the beginning, it resulted in the chaos of the world today because people thought that doing right, people, people chose to do right in their own eyes, but that resulted in so much chaos and so much warping of what was actually good. And so we were designed, so though we were designed to be in proximity and relationship to God, it led to us finding chaos and, and trying to just being different to like what God intended. Yeah. 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 And, and, and though we try, and though we try to live by our own standards, we try to make good things like success and, and money and power, ultimate things. And that's why you see so many people in our culture today, you know, getting lost in, finding the, the perfect job that will give them 
the most money. That's yeah. why you get people lost in, in their looks and, you know, trying to find um, plastic surgery and mm-hmm. trying to find all the best beauty products to make them good. You know, you, 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 you find people getting lost in, um, you know, happiness and fulfillment because they're trying to just fill that empty hole in their life. And though these things are good things, these are ultimate things that we've made because ultimately Jesus is saying, I was supposed to be that thing that was um, was meant to give you that original fulfillment mm-hmm. and all these other things in life like money success power relationships all these good things were meant to fall into place after being in proximity to me and though human beings throughout the story of the bible have have tried to live their own life and chaos has ensued that's where jesus steps in and that's why jesus came to this earth and that's why we believe that he is the answer to all the questions that we face today because he has the boldness to claim that I am the way to understanding who God is and I am the truth that reveals who God is and I am the one that because I am that way and am that truth, I will give you the life that you've always wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And so what Jesus is saying is that true life and fulfillment and direction are not found in philosophical ideas or things that the world can provide. Yeah. It can't be found in defining your own truth or living according to what you think will make you happy. Jesus has the audacious claim to say that true life and fulfillment and truth is found in being in proximity to Jesus and Jesus alone. And that's what Christianity is all about. I feel, I feel like Jesus saying, I am the way, the truth and the life is a climactic way to sum up a lot of the I am statements he said in the past where he says, I am the gate. I am the shepherd. I am the son of man. Um, and I, I am the light, you know, and, and is him saying, I am the way, the truth and life kind of sums up all those names. Mm. And like, as you were saying in the beginning, we're talking about Christianity is more than just intellectual knowledge. Mm. It's really about a relationship with Jesus and in the fruit of our relationship with Jesus is how we are to relate with one another. Mm. And so I think of being a follower of Jesus, it challenges a lot of people. And I think that big idea challenges both people who don't know Jesus and people who think they know Jesus. Because it challenges them to say, hey, I need to examine myself because there's more to just knowing my Bible verses and, and memorizing all these things. But really, am I treating my wife the way she needs to be treated? Am I treating my kids? Am I treating my colleagues and stuff the way they should be treated as Jesus would treat them too? Mm. Um, so, And then also, if you're looking to be a follower of Jesus, it is important to also be in proximity of the intellectual knowledge mm. so then you're able to also disciple others. 100%, because the intellectual knowledge is important, mm-hmm. but it's not the be-all and end-all. Yeah, and I feel like that's what Christianity to a lot of people, they think that it's all about you know, just memorizing stuff. Mm, I know, and it's sad. That's sad. so true, though. Sad days. People have this view on Christians that is, we're just the Bible. We're just, you know, God, but there's so much. It's a checklist, you know. It's like, so much I, like I like to use this term. They think that we're cringe stins. Cringe good people. Did you make that up? You said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so any cringe stins out there? They, you mean just you? Yeah, sorry. You, just, just you. Just sorry, guys. I like, I like what you said though, as a checklist Christians, you know, so, so often the world looks at, at Christians and think, oh, they did ticking the checklist off of, mm. you know, they pray today. Awesome. They read their Bible today. And I think that's so warped because Jesus actually wants so much more for all of humanity than yeah. just that. Yeah. Wow, man, I'm convicted. <laughs> I'm convicted. Well, 
I think that's a, a really good place to land a plane today. For those listening, I think that if, if you are living your life and that there is an emptiness to you, if there is something that you're trying to reach for, but you never feel like you're, you're attaining it, if, you, if you're trying to fill your life with, with noise, with, with good things around you that you think will make you happy, but you're not actually achieving that or reaching that goal, I encourage you to think about whether Jesus is that thing that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Because the claim that Jesus has for your life today is that he wants to give you life and hope and perspective through your anxiety, through your depression, through your heartache, through your searching, through your chaos. And he wants to fill you with things that you could never even imagine. So I want to finish off with this quote, and it says this, Jesus is not simply a religious teacher or a guide, nor is he simply the means to some other destination. He is the end goal. He is the one in whom God can be found. The exhaustive and exclusive nature of this astonishing claim cannot be missed. Mm. And so what I want to encourage you today is this. Will you give him a go? I challenge you with this question. Will you give him a go? Thanks. Let's go. I really enjoyed today's talk and just how this name, I am the way, the truth and the life has summarized and just summed up everything that we have talked about in the past. I am the light, I am the gate and all the other ones. And I love how it's so simple of just the fact that we just need to be in close proximity to God and Mm. just follow him. He is the way and yeah. You're right. I think... We think as people that we have all the answers, but if we come with all the answers, we're missing out on the actual answer and that is Jesus being the way, the truth and the life. And so if you have time this weekend, we'd love to see you at City's Church. We're at Derby Street, Will and Sons. We meet at 11. You can check us out on Instagram at citieschurch.co. It's been a pleasure. This is Streetlights. Powered by the cities.